What's up, dude? Oh <laughs> What's going on with you? Uh, nothing. What's going on with you? You say nothing, but you always have something going on, so tell me the truth. I'm doing a podcast. Oh, well, then, then call me back when you're done. All right. Hey, What's wait, up? What's wait. up? Is that your dad, dude? Yeah. Ask him if he wants to come on the podcast. You want to come on the podcast, Dad? Oh, you don't, you want, don't want the anarchists on the uh, podcast. Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Yeah, they definitely want you on. What are you guys podcasting about today? Anarchists. We're, We're just about... a bunch of <laughs> bunch of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's going on? How's how's uh how's the house thing going? It's fucked. It's fucked. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, let me wait, 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 wait. Don't hang up. Listen. Ask your dad if he wants to invest in Matt's invention. No, I'm not gonna ask. Ask him. him. Do you want to invest in dad? Dad, do you want to invest in uh, Matt King's invention? Invention? Fuck oh, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him ten thousand dollars. You can get on Matt King's app. You can get in early, dude. Just think. <laughs> For for the for the mild investment of a couple grand, you could. If Matt King uh, has has created some some thing, it's gotta be uh, some sort of a dildo or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, Dad. It is a dildo. All right, Dad. Uh, I'll call you. I'll call you later. Hey, uh, we'll, tell your we'll dad talk. he's got. He can come on our show you anytime. Can, hey, they yep, say you can anytime. come on our show anytime. Anytime you want me, call me. I, yeah. I will. All right. I love it. All right, guys. All, All right. right. Thank you. I got to talk to you, John. I got things to talk to you about. Okay. Yeah. Right. I love you, dude. Bye-bye. Love you. You're stuck with me, dude. Yep. Yeah. Right We're trying to get rid of your dad, right, dude. Sean. Later. Stop it. How great is dude, honestly, I'm I'm gonna cut that quote. What? If Matt King has made anything, it's probably a dildo. That was the dude, greatest quote I've ever <laughs> That was the greatest <laughs> How's the house head dude going? It's fun! <laughs> <laughs> hey though, we're getting an argument on on the show. Oh yeah. Right. That's why they're I love when Steve watches like my Instagram from like five minutes ago. Right, you know what I'm saying? But, but, but I just thought right. I do. I go into a massive campaign. Yeah, we did, bro. I want to get pops that- on, dog. I like it. I, like his, his I love that guy. He was Good afternoon and welcome to the Hard Luck Show. I'm your certified, qualified West Side host, Steve Lucky Luciano. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned in to the greatest show on earth. It's the Hard Luck Show. Coming at you from the bunker in Southern California. Sitting across from me, my co-host and partner. Uh-oh. Is Trumahan Bone, American Indian, Southern Californian, elegant barbarian. 
Bringing you some fucking old school shit. Oh man, I love this song. Okay. Everybody loves this song, old blue eyes. You know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Yeah. Some good shit for the hard luck, baby. Yeah. Yeah. How's the house hunting going, Dad? like that shit. Come on, come on. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And on sound, old blue eyes. Sean Luce. Oh, certified. Uh, boy child's coming. Uh, boy child's coming. Yeah. Certified by a professional engineer for Look. That reminds me of what? Let's see if I can find what that is. That fuck, remind- I know that shit. What about this one? Do you like this one? Let's see. Where the fuck is this? You son of a bitch. Uh, I hate trying to read shit in the middle of the show because I'm trying to figure out where this thing is. Oh, what's that? What the fuck is that? That's uh, Lucky on his phone. <laughs> Dude, you know what? When I was staying in the hotel room with Big Lux, yeah. there's like a 30-minute period before he goes to bed yeah. that he fucking is playing shit on his phone. Like what kind of shit? Dude, it's right, hip-hop. Yeah. It's hip-hop shit, dude. Right, I, like, I, I don't know to turn the... I need to turn the volume down. Yeah. Because it's blasting and I'm just going through hip-hop shit. Yeah, what like are you doing? Shit. Like, what are you... Are people throwing you shit and you're like checking them out or what are you doing? No, I'm on a fucking... Probably on a rap IG. Right. Uh, right. Scrolling through and it's like, it's like, fucking, you know, get on that mic, dude. Whack one hundreds talking shit about so and so, right? This song and all the politics and rap right. and bullshit. And then there's also they're dropping new videos, right? Or it's nineties and they're right. All these so like you're sitting there and through. but it's all tinny because it's coming right. from the phone, right. right? But I'm sitting there like. In my nicotine coma state, right. right, shaking with nicotine flashes. You just said, turn that shit off. What you have for nah, no, because I knew I was going to talk about it later. It was going to be funny. I was like, sit there and then listen, and it's like, and it's like, but I, I don't know what he's doing. Like, he's just cycling through it. And then the next one was like, yeah, it's all like that. What about this? What do you know about this? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Everything. 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 Everything going to be all right this morning. I like this guy. Whoever that was in the background that yelled, I want some of what he's got. Right. Oh, yeah. 
Bottom of it on the top of the. Oh, I know what that. Now that is a King Salmon track. That is. Yeah. That's from uh, Oh Brother Where Art Thou. I asked Matt. I asked King Salmon. I love that. How the hell he got a, a southern accent? Yeah. Right, put, it, put on your headphones. In constant sorrow. Right, you're talking about this, right? All through his days. I asked, I asked King Salmon why he had a southern accent. Right, he grew up in the Bay Area. Right, yeah. but he's got like a draw. Like sometimes southern talk, draw. Yeah, a little southern draw. Yeah, sometimes draw. he talk. I don't know, he's got like a, mm. like a draw. And draw. I, uh, right. And, and so um, Chumon was telling me that he watched that movie Oh Brother Where Art Thou way too many movie. times way too many times and that's where he developed okay Curry okay. I love movies like that what, like what that, like Our Brother Where Art Thou like that they're it into some you? shit all no the fact that they're just all over and crazy shit's just going down it's like right. Big Fish it's like Stripes uh, no um, more like uh, uh, what is the one where he's running Run, oh, um, Forrest Gump. Like, dude, Forrest Gump, like these movies that land you in like different oh, shits like, coming around. The There's no about. way you could have fucking imagined they'd be in this or oh, that. Taking, or yeah, yeah, I see. What you're saying. Journeys that take them all over Just the place. Like crazy shit. Crazy like shit. Okay. Love that shit. But oh, raising Arizona. Yeah, that's another. But you know one, what? Dude. All the ones that you just named are southerny in yeah. their vibe. Big yeah. fish. Oh, brother, we're at the Raising Arizona yeah, and the other one. Those are all southerny. That whole southern, like in that part where where, where they're fucking putting grease in their hair and in in and they go and they try to kidnap the kid and they break out of jail. And I think it's John Candy and somebody else, Nicholas, and they're putting fucking grease in their hair in that house. They're like they're like overdoing it with fucking Dax grease and coming <laughs> right, and right it's from fucking. But I don't know. There's something about all that, like, goofball, fucking inbred, fucking, like. That's Matt King, Salmon, all the way down the line. He, You can't talk to him without him making a joke about, that's my hair jelly. Yeah. Yeah. That's my hair jelly. Motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Listen, uh, here's the deal. Uh, talk to us. Okay. Big Sean. Big Sean. Big old blue eyes. Mm-hmm. 
And by the by the way, people are asking, uh, what's your relation to Sinatra? And I told them we Wanna can't know. we can't really talk about it publicly. Well, don't talk. It about all started. <laughs> no, okay. don't. What about the draft? NFL. You're the football guy. Oh yeah. You're the professional football. Steve's the college. I'm the whatever. Nothing. I only get into college stuff when the draft comes. What's up. going on with a draft? The, yeah, what's going on with it? Yeah, you wanted to talk about the draft. You said you could do it for hours. So now I want I to could talk. If you were if serious. you were into the draft, I could talk to you for hours. Don't That's all of a sudden draft. change the deal, bro. What's going on in the draft? What's the what's number one in the draft right now to talk about? Okay. Well, I mean, it's already kind of over, right? Yeah. The dra- we're on the third day. What's the number one thi- number one thing I would take away from the draft is all right. The big the big headline is that, uh, and it's not because it's my team. It's just it's the big headline. Go ahead. They traded uh, San Francisco 49ers traded up from twelve to three. Okay. What does in that the mean? Draft. That I know means, what it means, but what are they going to get? Or we don't know yet. Well, they already they already picked. Who did they pick? They picked uh, Trey Lance. Uh, How good is uh, that? Uh, and what does that mean? It's great, but it's not the it's not the pick I would have done. But who know, would you have t- done? I would have picked uh, Justin Fields. Who's Trey Lance? What does he do? What is he? North Dakota State. Who is your daddy? What does he do? He's a quarterback. Okay. Oh, well, you guys need a quarterback, no? Well, I mean, they got Jimmy Garoppolo. But let's not talk about that. Let's roll back a little bit. Go ahead. So, <laughs> if you didn't hear... Go ahead. The, the, the 49ers called Green Bay and said, hey, is Aaron Rodgers available? Get the fuck out of here. And they were like, hell no. But Rodgers... Is upset. Yes, and was right. like, wait a minute, fucks. I actually do want to go. And if I do go, I want to go to these three teams, 49ers, Raiders, or Broncos. Wow. Really? Yeah. Do you think he's going to try to pull a fucking it's too late. goat? What do you mean? It's too late for him now. I mean, maybe he could get out and do something else. But, I mean, you would need some kind of capital to trade for Aaron right. Rodgers. And they <clears> were <throat> offering the third pick in the draft – Plus Jimmy Garoppolo and then a right. bunch of other picks or whatever, but uh, you know the the round one's already over. Seahawks uh, do anything good? They no. Damn, they don't. They didn't have a, a first round pick. I know, but oh, okay. It's I just because they got sometimes Carroll and his team pulls out some kind of weird trade that you wouldn't expect or whatever. They might have got something cool in the uh, later rounds, but I, I wasn't monitoring. Okay, Did, are they? Who are they saying made made out like bandits during the draft? Who's who's coming out as Chicago, like, the Bears? Yeah, the Bears. Wow, because they traded up to I think it was eleven. Let's see. They traded up to yeah. They traded up to eleven and grabbed Justin Fields, who slipped, who might be the number two quarterback on the board. But you know we don't know. Right. Okay. Steve, what's going on with the Raiders? Oh, we got a nice draft in. Mm. See if he does anything. Mm. Right. Okay. Is that your is that your professional football team? Is the Raiders? Is that your yeah, team? It's it's the it's. it's Get on you that guys mic. are gonna think I'm retarded, but it's. It's the Raiders in Green Bay. Right. No, no, I no. I understand. I Green, Green Bay. Bay is the people's team. Right. Right? They're I like, love Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, me too. Man, he was depressed after but last But then year. we have my favorite football player. My favorite football player plays for the Bengals. Who? Who? It's the quarterback. Who? I don't even know. Bengals fucking, um, um, uh, not the Bengals. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Chiefs. Chief, no. You don't like Kermit? I do. I'm talking about Joe. Joe Burrow? Oh, mm-hmm. uh, okay. All right. 
He's my favorite. He's my favorite football player and definitely favorite quarterback. So you might be pretty hyped to hear that Joe Burrow, his one of his top receivers, mm-hmm. um, uh, what is it, Back Jamar Chase okay. from LSU. LSU. So he got reunited in the draft. So uh, Bengals picked him up in the first round. Great. And so those two are going to reunite. That's great. That's fucking crazy. They did that on purpose. Well, I don't know if they did. I mean, you can't control the draft, but yes, you're right. They would definitely do that. But he was a high round. He was highly valued. So, but crazy. No, draft. bro. Um, I would say that the the Raiders shit the bed, though. Yeah. Yeah, they picked an OT that I didn't think was uh, all that great, but that's mm-hmm. okay. That's okay. That'd be all right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, now look in other news, right? <clears throat> India's hit 400,000 cases of COVID in 24 hours. That's, That's fucking but nuts, man. What was going on with India before two days ago? Like, I would say within the, first of all, within the last, I would say before about a week ago, India was in the middle of the ground. There was an early time where India was actually kind of, I think, sort of like a example of people who were, social distancing and being cool right for a minute there and and it makes sense because the culture there is one of like we you know we're not tripping on masks and we're gonna do what's medically responsible they're not tripping uh but there's new strains and there's new shit going on and india is a Mm. place of just yeah i mean body to body when i went to india with my dad and king salmon it was packed, bro. And I don't mind it, but there was no pandemic. But it was packed. Like, you got on a bus in India? Everything's packed. I mean, it was nothing but fucking just fucking tits to ass all the way across the bus. There's no room. And people hanging on top of the bus. And people hanging on the back. And the fucking axle's about ready to break because there's just too many people. Like, they don't know at that time... There was no like, oh, you know, max capacity is 130 according to the fire marshal in fucking Bombay. There was none of that. There was none of that. But, yeah, it's taken off. And yesterday I had a meeting with, uh, I've told you about it, but I took a meeting with uh, an Italian um, scientist who is, and this is no bullshit, who's developing, who developed a booster for the vaccine. Really? Yeah. Uh, one of my through one of my clients, and I'm setting up meetings with the Indian casinos, like setting up some meetings with the Indian tribes for uh, because this guy wants to manufacture it and then sell it to Moderna or Pfizer or whomever, right? So I had him on the thing because I'm like, no, it's too. What I've just said is too big for anyone to believe it's actually happening. That like, how did I get in contact? I'm not going to go through all the ways that it happened, but it did. So I told these guys, I go, look, let me meet the scientists. I got to see the scientists because everyone wants to know, is this real or is it too good to be true? Met the scientists, guys like 60-year-old Italian scientist, very professional, looks exactly like whatever. And he was talking about how he created the booster. It doesn't require refrigeration. He told me where they located the protein. And if it was like some kind of con, like let's say it was a con, there'd be no reason to go and get it. You'd just send another email to somebody else. But the guy that I'm working with, he's a retired president of universities. And he's a re- legit dude. You could see him on Wikipedia. 
So I'm like taking a meeting with these guys, and I'm like, all right. And I start talking to them. Guy's laying out everything. First thing he says, dude, he said some serious shit to me right then and there. First of all, you know, he said, number one, he goes, do you know what's going on with India? He said that yesterday. He said, have you seen what's going on with India? And I was like, yeah. And he said, it's exploding over there. So he's like, people are going to need more vaccine. And he said, this disease is going to be with us for as long as we're alive. There's going to be mutations and strains for as long as we're alive. So, good, you know, so he was basically saying, like, you would be a fool not to uh, start putting together companies that are going to start building this out because it's not going away. There's too many strains. And it's now. And then. <clears throat> What's a booster? Really do? A booster is what um, makes a vaccine more effective or last longer. His lasts longer. He's changing. His booster will change the the length of the vaccine from a year to five years. So you don't have to get stuck every year. And it doesn't require refrigeration. And he was explaining to me the Adewant versus the antigen. When you make a vaccine, there's two parts to it. You have the part that's the responsive piece of a vaccine which is like when they take a piece of the virus to develop a trigger the immune response right the kind but there's another piece to a vaccine and this is what anti-vaxxers are against it's called the adenine what that is is it's this combination of like aluminum blah 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 that causes your immune system to get fired up so if you put in just one piece of the virus you might not get a very big response from your immune system, might not come out to play, okay? So you got to also put in a little bit of something else that gets your immune system to come out to play. Now, this Adelant, what they call it, it can go to any vaccine. It's like the milk part of the shake. You, and the ice cream part is the actual disease-focused aspect of the vaccine. And then the shake. So he was saying like, so... He said that they've got a special relationship with somebody at the National Institute of Health for one of the adolescents that's still able to be licensed. And the way he laid it all out, real clear, real crisp, made total sense. And I asked him, I go, so we went through that meeting and I talked to him about it. Then I go, okay, cool, that makes sense. And part of the meeting is me repeating back to him, since he's a scientist, right? Repeat back to him what he told me so that he understands that I understand what he's saying. <clears throat> Once I did that, right, and we had a great meeting, took all about a half hour. I said to him, uh, I go, now that I got an expert here that I really do want to ask you, how did, how, what's your theory on how the virus came about? Like, how are we in this situation? And he said, point blank, he's like, honestly, he goes, we've looked at the virus itself. It's not a, a recombination of other pieces of virus that so wasn't manufactured. You would see that. You would see it. It would look like a Frankenstein thing. There would be pieces of one attached to pieces of another. And that would make a, that, that would let any scientist be like, oh yeah, China made that, right? And he said, for sure, it's from a bat. And he said, what he was telling me was real interesting. He said, you don't understand that in China, they had programs where people were going into caves and chipping off uh, feces from the bats to isolate these viruses and start mapping them. Chinese have been, and I think all nations are doing it, are mapping the shit out. 
So he was saying like, yeah, people were going out and doing that and it's a dirty job. So he said for sure it might be, nobody really knows he said, but he said it might be that they were isolating the virus and it got out. That's one. But more likely he thinks that it was something that transferred from a bat to waterfowl and then to a pig and then in the pig system since it's so close to the human it just jumped to a farmer. And he said now it's jumped from humans all the way into not weasels. What's the ferrets? It's jumped into ferrets. What does that mean? Fer- well, it mean and the ferrets have then changed it and it's come back to us again. He was explaining that to explain just how contagious and how many mutations this thing is going to have. Meaning that it went jumped to humans, humans gave it to another mammal. And then that mammal's system replicated another strain that went back to humans. And he's saying it's a mammalian disease. Like it's a mammalian disease. What's that mean? It means it's affecting mammals directly, mostly. And it's because the stem on and the, and the, the he said that the virus has, you know, everyone's seen the spikes on it. Mm-hmm. So the spikes, it's got a stem and it's got a flower at the end of it is what he said. And and this system is developed to fit mammal style cells, and he said mammals are different, but they're not that different. And he's like, yeah, these slight variations in a mammal can make the, the difference between a tiger and a fucking chimp, but from a biological standard standpoint, they're close enough related that one virus can travel into multiple species, and then of course the virus itself, when it reproduces, has built into it a system that creates mutations because f- from evolutionary standpoint, from a virus standpoint, it makes sense to constantly make slightly different versions of yourself to get stuck in something else and continue on that way. That's what he was talking about. And then that's why he was saying, this virus is not going away. It's going to be with us for our entire lives for sure. Uh, and, he said, and he said, the Russian one's failing. He's like, watch the news in the next three days. <coughs> You're going to see that Sputnik, the Russian one's going to fucking, he's like. Russian what? Russian fucking vaccine. Uh-huh. And then he said that. And the next day I, watched, I looked and Brazil just shut down the Russian one and said, yeah, it's got too much other weird shit in it. And apparently the Russians vaccine had uh, other cold viruses in it, other cold flus in it. And it wasn't. And I laughed, and I told the scientists, I go, why is it not surprising that the Russian one's fucked up? Like, I mean, I could have yeah. guessed that. And he's like, actually, he's like, Russian scientists are actually very good. He said what it is is it's the Putin system of quality control. It's like one guy in a fucking office, and he just does whatever Putin says. And Putin wanted to get a vaccine out for as soon as possible to be like one of the cutting-edge comp- countries. He said the Chinese one doesn't work. It's got 50-50% um efficacy rate sputnik's shit and he said the only country that's got viable vaccines is the united states and some of those aren't as effective as they could be Hmm. and like i'm having that conversation like that meanwhile you know i'm trying to explain to kevin like kevin (laughs) (laughs) fucking kevin what are you and what were you gonna say something were you gonna ask a question no all right uh, so that's what's going on in India. That's what happened. So we got the vaccine here. So now I'm taking it to the Indians for investment first, but I've talked to some of my friends. I've been like, bro, 
I really am starting to think this is the real deal. So you might want to get in on this. What, Sean? I'm just looking at the case. I'm uh, on Google looking at a daily change chart for the yeah. uh, coronavirus. And in India, their highest peak, it was in 2020 in September. They hit just below 100,000 cases. And then you look at now, and it's four times that. I mean, so right. it's like the ramp is extreme. Right, spikes. Oh, uh, man. Uh, that, this is not... I mean, this is really going to be hard for India to get over. I right. I mean, like, dude, in, in Oregon, they're saying right now that younger adults are getting sicker in Oregon all of a sudden. What? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Uh, there, there's a rise in youth people getting sick. Now, getting sick isn't the death sentence for a young person, but they're just saying it's a high volume. So this is if the strain stays... Like it is, and, and obviously it seems like we're starting to see that it's mutating and changing. Yeah. And what if all this lockdown and all this shit, and another one just comes along, and then we got to do it over again? See, that was sort of was my biggest fear was that in in a year or two there'll be another one, and we've got to do this again. And now they figured out a way to shut on and off. Our I mean, system. welcome to your future. That's what I think. I think, well, I mean, polio was almost eradicated. Uh, 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 but I think that there's different agendas attached to this as well. I think there's more than just meets the eye. And I think that when the world figures out, or the powers that may be, that we can shut the whole system down. And in that shutdown, we can remove some things. If we shut everything down, some garbage is gone. We trim some fat, no matter what, whether it be businesses, people, whatever. And if they can get into a system where they're like, hey, you know what? Every couple of years, shut it all down. Clean off the shit. You know? People, some businesses, regain wealth. And every couple of years, things start getting a little bit crazy, shut her down again. And we can... Maybe the virus is real. Maybe it's used in that term. Maybe it's not. But I think there's going to be more bullshit attached to these. I think too many people are going to notice other things that are byproducts of this and be like, oh, let's start fucking with the fucking. That's what I think. Hmm. Sean, what do you think about that? I don't know, man. I don't. I feel like. If we have to live like that, where everything like shuts down every every other year or whatever, yeah, yeah. that's some. It's only fucked up for us. Young kids are going to grow up and they're going to be used to it, just like computers and everything else. That's true. That They'll get accustomed true. like every couple of years, you know. Fuck, man. To lock down your shit because we're going to go on a lockdown, you know, and it becomes. Uh, you know what, man? I'm going to tell you. I I think about all that, and I think. For sure, Steve, what you're saying is going to happen regardless because humans are always gaming systems. Mm-hmm. Whether it's, you know, you know, just like Manny was telling us about, you know, fucking work slips or whatever. Like, it just, there are certain enterprising humans that are going to man, that are going constantly game the system, whether it's a real virus or not. Da, 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 da. I have a feeling that it, 
you're going to start to see businesses and and society and public spaces adapt to this. If this is the case where we have to do this every other year or whatever, that we're going to see, I don't know, some way where there's like no contact. I mean, we're seeing it now. Right. In some cases where you can't even go into the to the restaurant anymore. You're picking you're you're basically like knocking on the front door and they have your your to-go order and they just hand it to you. Yeah, I I don't see any and so I think you're right, Steve. Like young kids will be used to it. Like right. we'll be the ones that'll be like, "I remember." It might be one of those times where we'll be like, "Yeah, in the old days, you used to just go to a concert and just sneeze all day." And people right. will be like, "What?" <laughs> yep. And be like, "Yeah, you go And you didn't get arrested. Yeah, there was no big deal. You fucking you know, no one. There weren't even signs to wash your hands. It was right, like a right, fucking right. eating E. coli burgers, no mm-hmm. problem, like guaranteed, bro. People, People are walking around sticking their fingers in their ass. In their <laughs> right, mouth. stink palm them. We're gonna stink palm. You know, it's true because think about even cars. When motorized, when when cars com- com- become completely automated, it's gonna be way safer. You're not gonna have all these idiots on their thing driving crazy, right? And then when you tell your grandkids about how, oh yeah, you used to just. They put you in a four-lane highway. It was up to you to stay in the lane yourself. Yeah, eight, you know, 18 tons of Detroit steel going 85 miles an hour. Yeah. Not a single person. And listening to the radio, eating a burger with your lap, you know, the whole thing. And your kids will look at you like, holy fuck, you guys are crazy. Right. Right. That might be, it might be a whole completely different thing in, uh, in, in contact. I personally... Gotta say, like, I don't need to be around. I don't need to be around a lot. I don't have to be. You know what I mean? Like, I'm cool on Zoom. I'm cool fucking whatever. I got my, you know, I got my family. I I don't need to necessarily be out. I like to do things. I like to go. I go to the gym now. I don't care that there's other strains. I'm still at the gym. I just don't need to see a lot of people. Fuck my dad. In fact, a huge chunk of my family, I don't know if you guys have people like this, would actually work to avoid crowds. Mm-hmm. They would actively work to avoid a crowd. Like, they would decide to go somewhere at a time that they didn't think the crowd would be there. Oh, for sure. My mm-hmm. family, too. Right. So, this is what I don't understand about people. Like, now you have the dream where there's no more crowds. I can't imagine how many husbands... Do you think are stoked over the fact that you don't actually have to sit at the restaurant anymore? <laughs> right? Like, how many husbands are like, fuck, man. Now, yeah, it was like, you know, Friday nights, date night. Hey, uh, I would love to, but COVID. I mean, we can, I guess we could just. Home now. Yeah, we could just pick up some burgers and just right. eat them at home. Right. right? On the couch. Right. Where I, I wanted could, to I could just fry some in the pan right now. Right. <laughs> We don't have to go nowhere, huh? Right. That's. I mean, that's honestly. I'm like that guy. I'm more like that. I'm more like you know what? I don't need to see you. I wanted to rent a movie tonight. Right. Like I don't even. I'm glad. I don't want to ever go back to the theater as long as I live. And I. I don't like the theater, man. It's fucking cold. I do. I like. I the hate the theater, and I'll tell you why. Go I ahead. Why? It's because like, there's always somebody talking. There's always somebody fucking talking. I fucking hate it. Or someone's like using their phone and it's like lighting oh, up. Dude. I'm just I'm so easily distracted. I think that like 
Uh, yeah, I'm I'm one of those people. I you know I'm. You also hate rudeness. Yeah, and it's the most rude thing in the world to be on your phone, super bright, right, in the middle of Game right. of Thrones or whatever. Or someone's coughing. Or, oh, you know what dude, I, mean? I like, dude, there was a fight broke out between a pimp and a wizard at a fucking, uh, what do you call that? Fucking Lord of the Rings, because a the pimp and a wizard. <laughs> Well, it was like when Lord of the Rings first hit, you had a lot of fools dressed up as Gandalf and shit, right? Right. Yeah. And there was like a legit like pimp guy in like a purple suit, and he was talking loud and on the fucking phone while the fucking Lord of the Rings was rolling and the guy, the wizard dude got pissed. And they got in a fight and he and the wizard dude had a staff and the pimp had a cane. And they went to fucking battle, and I think the wizard lost. I think the <laughs> dude. Did you go to um, the first Jackass movie with me? Man, I don't. Maybe why? Uh, there was a guy. I remember there was a guy. He was uh, one of the front or r- front rows, and he was uh, probably like one of those guys who was like deep into CKY, which is Bam Margera's. Like he had like a tape line, like you know, fucking. Uh, skateboard tricks and, and pranks and shit like that. He had okay. like a some videos, but every time someone would come on the the uh, screen, like someone new, he would shout out like some like you know, Baba Booey. He would shout out some shit that they had said or something, or just you know name them or whatever. And he's clearly drunk or whatever. And uh, like three dudes, like got up and went over to him and tried to like get him at, to try to push him out. Yeah. And it fucking it, it erupted into chaos. And like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but like, look, jackass is not necessarily something you have to follow the story. That's true, right? Right. You just need to see the midget bounce off the fat guy. Right. Right. Yeah, or like totally. whatever. Have a totally. like have a fucking. You miss one prank and it's all you didn't lose the plot. Right. right. Yeah. You get punched in the face right. with that fucking. That was the greatest prank though. I think it might have been in two where they went to the mailbox and or like you press the button and the fucking a giant <laughs> glove punched the dude in the face. So good. Uh, LeBron James just got back from being on injury. Says he'll never be a hundred percent again. Wow. He's Think- opening up schools though. What did he just say? <laughs> he said he said miso schools. soup is miso good soup. with soba he's noodles. He's opening up schools though. Oh, he's opening up schools though. All right. Is he? I don't know. He probably is. Yeah. LeBron James, six weeks to heal his right ankle sprain, 36 years old, 18th NBA season. I know getting back to 100% is impossible, he said. I'll never get back to 100%. Is he better than Michael Jordan? Hell no. Sean? I don't know. I mean, I don't don't really watch basketball. It's not my my sport. But, um, I mean, Jordan was such a fucking G. He was such a G. So the other know. thing is Jordan's unlike any other player because look at Jordan's fucking business. Jordan. Mm. I mean, not only did he do everything he did in basketball, but he also fucking owns one of the biggest fucking athletic companies in the world, bro. Dude, I'll tell you something, man. That show we did uh, about where... Oh, that five-part series? The Last Dance? Yeah. Dude, my Aunt Sherry was telling me that she watched The Last Dance. My daughter cried watching it. 
Dude, my aunt Sherry was like, and I never had any idea. I mean, yeah, who I knew I could learn anything from basketball? Oh, and I was like, oh my God. Jesus. That's what I said, Jesus. She was like, did you know that 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 Jordan wasn't that, that good when he first started out? I'm like, where have you been for the last 50 years? Yeah, sure. What do you mean, do what I know? Don't even ask me that. Why are you asking me that? And I'm trying to explain to my aunt, like, you know, and then I told her, I'm like, well, you know, it just goes to show you got to have a strong attitude. You got to be on your game I'm trying to pump my aunt up to get her to every time I call my aunt, she's depressed, bro. Do you have anyone like that in your family where you call them up? And <clears throat> Yesterday I called my aunt. I love her. Okay. But I love her. But like I can tell in her voice already that she's sad. It was my mom. God, I hate that. Oh, bro, that was my mom. Bro. You know what I mean? I just came off a big win. I'm yeah, doing a million different yeah, things. I just yeah. talked to a fucking COVID scientist. She could even come off a big win. Oh, she did. And, and two minutes later, she'll be find something to be depressed about. Every about. time I call her, it's always I'm always, and I hate asking it. I, I you can hear in my voice, I hate asking it because I go, "How are you doing?" You know what I mean? Oh, oh, yeah. oh I can't take that. I'm fine. You know what I mean? Like with the voice that. Yeah, I, but she really wants you to ask one more time. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what yeah. do you mean you're oh. fine? What's going on? And she's like, did you hear the news? Yeah, that's my mom right there. Oh my God. Did you hear? I mean, maybe you didn't hear. So and so died. Right. And like, by the way, so and so, she doesn't know so and so. She right. just knows he died. Not. Of course not. Right. I'm just sad. Right. You, oh. Oh my God! Oh, you got that right. <laughs> I'm just sad because you know it's a loss for them and a loss for this and a loss for that, and it's like I'm just trying to keep my courage up to get through the day, and uh, you know everything's great. <laughs> you know what I mean? Is that true? Hundred percent true, bro. That's funny. I can't get through, and then and then what am I supposed to do? Brag about how I just won the case? I got to wait for all that to pass, you know? And I'm sitting there eating while she's telling me that. She's like, and I just, but it's a loss for me, and it's a loss for you, and it's a loss for everybody. And I just, you know, it's hard, you know, and it's so cold in this house. And I try to, you know, but we got to do whatever we got to do. And, and I'm sitting there eating. I'm like, that's terrible. Really? You know, that's life. You know what I mean? And, I, and, and you know. I got to figure out like clever ways to like get out of that conversation. You know, at least, by the way, the mailman, talking about another person it's hard to get out of a conversation with, the mailman here, that skinny Yeah, dude, yeah. Have you noticed it's hard to get out of a conversation? Yeah, with? he stopped that one time. And he, he, oh, I try to give him as many, ver listen, if anyone's listening to the show, some of the verbal cues I give you that like, please stop talking so we can move on to something else, <laughs> right? It's like, huh, huh. If I do that, you don't say. Right. If I go, hey, I go, huh? Yeah, I don't know. Like when Chumahan says, yeah, I don't know. Crazy. <laughs> like when I'm like, I don't know. When I'm actually not arguing with you, <laughs> that's when you know I'm not in the conversation. When he doesn't know. Right. Yeah, just get out of it. Right. It's, I don't know. it's over. By the way, it's the mailman down. stopped by yesterday. Yeah. Long winded conversation. Did you invite him onto the podcast? I did, actually. Yeah. Because he was started telling me about how he knows a lot of um, thugs and stuff here in Orange County. Oh, is that true? Dude, the mailman was telling me that he's cool. The mailman, huh? Down with the drug dealers. Wow. They protect him in the streets. Did he really say that? I swear to you. Oh, okay. Well, so how did it go? Like, 
First of all, it started out with me like, hey, how's it going? He's like, eh, uh, you know, another day. Before you know it, bro. Because he said, well, I was just delivering mail over here, and I think one of the people was on meth. I go, bro, you think one of the people was on meth? Have you seen 7-Eleven? Right. They got a meth picnic out front. Right. Right? There's a bunch of... Like bicycle parts and an old disgusting <laughs> fucking sleeping bag and people whose ages don't align like right. forty year olds with ten year olds like nothing right. makes sense right right I go well, this is meth land what do you mean then he goes he goes yeah you know what they don't bother me they leave me alone I go they do and he's like yeah I'm like really known well in the streets here and I'm like yeah and somehow that led to a conversation about when he first started out he told me about Delhi. And some other, what he said is an old neighborhood in the area, Delhi and something else. And he said they're the oldest gangs in Santa Ana. And he's cool with them all. Really? Yeah, that's what he said. The mailman's down. Steve, the mailman's down. Okay. <laughs> the, mailman's, the mailman's cool with the hood, bro. Just so you know, he's gangster. He's the, oh. We have a gangster mailman. I like that guy. Yeah, he told, not only did he tell me that, he told me that he said that that at first, when he first started delivering mail in these parts, yeah, that the street, the 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 kids in the street started testing him, but he didn't punk out. <clears throat> when they talk shit to him, he talks shit back. Right, and he earned their respect. Oh boy! And some of the older homies, he said, older homies, were like, "Well, did you really say that?" And he was like, "Yeah, man. I mean, what's up? You know, I got a you know I got a job to do. The mailman." And then he earned respect from the older homies. And so as a result, now he's protected in the street. Nobody can fuck with him in the street because the OGs feel his Blessed face. Blessed him. <laughs> Christened him. I don't know. And it was like a 45-minute discussion on how he's basically the most gangster male man you'll know. And he does trip on. If he smells weed in the package, he's not tripping. And he's told some of the drug dealer homies, like, hey. I'm not I a need cop. You wrap your shit better. Nah, he was like, listen, whatever happens at the center happens at the center. I don't trip. It's not my business. I'm just here to deliver the mail. <laughs> that was the conversation. Guy who took up 40 minutes of my time telling me that he's the most down fucking mailman you're ever going to meet. Comes in here? Yeah, that guy. What gang is he in? The guy that said he knew me? He's in, uh, he's in Uncle Sam's club. He's in the Uncle Sam's game. Delhi. Delhi. He's in Delhi. Speaking of gangsters. Go ahead. Do you guys hear about... Um, dude, let me play this clip. Go ahead. All right, check this out. Go ahead. So, uh, Blueface. Oh, my God, bro. He ain't no gangster. <laughs> well, I mean... I mean, he, he, he's got tattoos he, on his face. Yeah, he got I mean, tattoos on his face, and he definitely wears a lot of blue. He's got a lot of swagger. I'll give him that. Uh, Maybe he is again. So he's kind of been on my radar because I've seen the dude do is fucking try and rap. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. He's got some swagger, but anyway. So, so Sean hits oh, us up. By the way, do you yeah, remember? Sean's this is excited. Fucking crazy. He's he's crazy. Yeah. Let's, so that's what happens when you spoke spice. So uh, I was just going through Twitter or whatever, and and you know there was a a little video, and apparently Blueface has like a stable, yeah. a stable of hoes. Mm-hmm. And they're all his girlfriends, and they sleep at his like compound or whatever. Compound, yeah, in, in bunk beds. What? Yeah. So he's got like all these bunk beds and all these hoes in there, and they're all his girlfriends. 
and they they have some agreement, I guess. I I don't know. <laughs> An understanding. But, so Blueface doesn't have blue balls. He definitely doesn't have blue balls. That's for sure. Hey, you know what it sounds like? It sounds like that cult. Yeah. What was what it? Was cult? What was the name of the cult? The one we did the show on. Those fuckers. They were all on fucking bunk beds. <laughs> they were all on bunk beds. Are all the girls wearing Nike tennis shoes? <laughs> Maybe they're all working, wearing Nikes. Sure. I have to check it out. But so so Blueface, he um, he has a day where he takes them all, he rounds them all up, right. and they're all committed to getting a tattoo of Blueface on their body. And so, you're gonna show us this right now. You no, play no, a clip, play a clip. No, I'll play you a different clip. Wow. Right, so just one of the, the whole thing. Well, yeah, because like he's still in the fucking. Um, what is it at? Like blueface.com? I don't know. It was on his Instagram, <laughs> I think. So blueface uh, hooks up with this kid. So you, not blue, you want your blue chip or you want your blue face? Right, no, he was in the blue man group before he became blue. Face. Get your blue check, Mark. Right. So Bluto. <laughs> so there's a uh, a. Um, phenomenon on twitch right so twitch is the uh, a site that does streaming like you know like kind of like youtube you know oh, okay. they, they live stream sure type stuff sure and you mainly it's for video games but they have a, a yeah. section called irl which is special it, k our uh right like, our, intern right i don't know what he is at this point he just comes in and sits down and listens to people talk on our couch and then leaves right <laughs> doesn't do any actual work <laughs> So he's on Twitch, right? Right. He's he the is. one that what's his name? Philip Drummond twenty three or what is it? Philip Drummond. <laughs> Drizzle. Drizzle twenty eight. Twenty eight. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway. So there's a section called IRL and, and some people go on there and just So who's on there? So there's this kid on there, Aiden Ross. Okay. I guess, and he streams like, you know, GTA five or okay. whatever. Okay. So he also does this thing where he just smokes weed with Oh, hip hop artist. Right? Okay, okay, all right. Now we're so, getting somewhere. Uh, somehow he got in touch with Blueface's publicist or whatever I don't know, and invites him to come <laughs> on. And, so, so here we have this stream, right? And it's Kay. Blueface Please. and his homeboy. And Go ahead, some other rapper. Go ahead. And uh, yes, and Aiden Ross is sitting there with Blueface. Yes, and Blueface is completely fucking. He just doesn't know why. He doesn't understand why he's there. Mm. But Aiden is like, man. Wh- we have 250,000 people watching right now, this live stream. And uh, it's, uh, please, it's fucking okay. incredible. It's like uh, breaking records. Oh, Blue Eyes is going to play Blue Face. Yes. Producing. So, so wait, hold on. Go ahead. Yeah. So uh, one of the baby mamas calls Blue Face on the phone. <laughs> what? Here, let's listen. Yes, listen. please. Shh, let's take a listen. Wait, fucking around. And embarrassing me in front of every fucking I'm not, buddy. I'm sorry. I'm on my way, right? You're What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You, you keep saying you're sorry, but you keep... <laughs> wait, 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 Stop. Because I'm on Twitch. Stop, 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 stop. 
Okay, I think I now I understand what you're trying to set up. Why don't you back it up just a little yeah, bit? Yeah, I can't because it's like the clip is like. Okay, so now that I understand. Son's birthday and you over here fucking around. Hold and on. Embarrassing me in front of every fucking. Hold on. You can you can't back it up any more than that, right? No, yeah. Okay, so just... okay, now I understand what's going on here. Right. All right, let me translate from right. computer person to regular people. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Blueface is on a show. He doesn't know why he's on it. Right. Somebody pushed him to do it to sell more of these fucking albums. Hotcakes. Okay? Get out there and meet the people, motherfucker. He's on there. Now he wants to get off because he can't believe how stupid this is. He got one of his girls to call in and act mad and yell at Blueface so that Blueface would have an excuse to leave. Right. Okay? Is that right? I mean, that's what it seems like to me. Okay, that's what happened. That's what we're saying happened, okay? Right. All right, here we go. Now, this is... An upset woman at Blueface who has women in bunk beds stacked like cordwood at his right. house, naked, getting fucking tattoos on their crotches. Go ahead. Son's birthday, and you over here fucking around and embarrassing me in front of every fucking I'm not. Buddy. I'm sorry. I'm on my way, all right? You're, you, you keep saying you're sorry, but you keep... <laughs> <laughs> because I'm on Twitch. You're cussing me out right now. But, um... I don't know. I I, I was waiting for the punchline. It didn't come. <clears throat> This is like maybe the one time that I'm going to get blue old blue eyes back for all the times I showed him something that he didn't think was funny. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Like all the time. All of my life, bro. Ever since I've known you. Every time I show you something, you're like, yeah, it's not that funny. And I'm like, oh, you bastard. What? I, I get what you're saying, but why is that interesting? Why is it interesting? Yeah. Mm. Uh, it's just he's a fucking weird dude. Who, Blueface? Yeah. Who is Blueface? He's a rapper. No, I know, but has have we ever had him on the show? No. You know this whole he is time from LA. And this whole time you've been saying Blueface, I thought it was that dude with the tattoos on his face that came and did our show. Oh, that's fucking that Baldacci. Yeah, Baldacci. Baldacci. I for this whole time when you were saying Blueface, I thought you were talking about talking shit about Baldacci. And I'm like, well, I mean, I, I guess you but Hell no. I thought you were saying Baldacci, Baldacci had chicks. Baldacci's the real deal. <laughs> Right, but I thought he was telling me that Baldacci had a bunch of chicks in a room and had a sex cult going. <laughs> no, this is Blueface right here. <laughs> All right, go blue ahead. Blueface, baby. Yeah, I was down Tatiana. Is he talking? <laughs> yeah, I, I want to see you. No, bro. Listen to his flow, dude. Bust down Tatiana. Bust down Tatiana. I wanna see you bust down, pick it up, not break that shit down, break it down, speed huh? it up, then slow that shit down on the gang. All right, get uh, 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 out of the way. Man, we don't need no Bruce, Bruce. Bust down, bust down, Tatiana. I wanna see you bust down, pick it up, blue face, baby. Yeah, I, I'm every woman's fantasy. Probably already taking LSD. Mama always told me I was gonna break hearts. I guess surf all stupid. Don't be mad at me. Don't be mad at me. <laughs> you really I wanna don't. see you bust down, bust down, bend that shit over. Right. The game was crap. Okay. All right, I can't well, even. I can't even. The lame, dude. I, yeah, that guy's a lame. Not feeling that dude at all. Right. For sure. Well, uh, man, dude, anybody be famous these days? <laughs> an idiot, huh? <laughs> Just act like a fucking idiot. And I'm, I, I, man, what are these people doing with these face tattoos, man? I don't know. It's crazy. Like dog face, man. Straight fucking AKs across the forehead and daisies and fucking man. Come on, man. Right. Hey, it's, it's, uh, I don't get it, man. 
I don't know, bro. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I young I, kids with prop guns or real guns waving around with tattoos on their face, talking about how they're, you know, just smoking everybody. It's, man, dude. I mean, come on, man. Come up with some original shit. Well, this is why. This is why I was saying when we were talking about before, yeah. like this nostalgia shit. I'm done with it. I'm done with it. Like I'm sick of it. I'm done with looking. I know shit was cool in the day. I know that. I get it. I like it. Coke classic. Who do I like it? I get it. But like, honestly, I'm ready for somebody to come in with something totally fucking unrelated to anything different. Like, show me something new. Where are we going in this in this country? We got to have something totally fucking new. I mean, you thought that like the epitome of fucking bullshit is like a Jersey Shore. And then oh, you come up upon fucking wow, these fucking this fucking said- blue face and it's like even more magnified idi- idiocy. Dude, bro, you fucking like do you remember? You're right. What was that show? Jersey Shore? Mm-hmm. Fucking the situation? Remember, that was the top of, like, lameness. Like, it was like, wow, bro. Like, if we don't get our shit back together, and you're right. Now we're in a, such a just, different it level. Just, it just parlayed from there into, like, way more stupid idiots. It makes Jersey Shore look like fucking cool shit. Now, you look at some shit now, and you're like, man, what is that? Is that a Muppet or a fucking rapper? I can't fucking tell. Yeah, exactly. Really? Seriously, is it Fraggle exactly. Rock? Or is this fucking ad rock? Like, what the fuck are we doing? And you know which kid I can't... You know who I can't... Who, who really... Next to that idiot 6ix9ine, the other one is that kid Simply Red. Man, I don't even like that name. Simply Red? Isn't that his name? The rapper? Code Little Red. Red? Huh? Little Red or something? Mountain Dew? No, or and he wears... Trippy that? Red. Trippy Red. Yeah. Right. Simply Red is... Damn. Red. Simply Red was the other one. Yeah. What about that Simply Trippy Green? Trippy Red, bro, man. I cannot... Damn, I can't take that dude. I can't I can't even hear that motherfucker's voice pisses me off. Just seeing his 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 face, bro, really bothers me, man. Like, Do you know that the Germans have a word? Buster ass, side buster fool. Man. Germans have a word in their language. Well, they're simply red. That was alright. Simply right. red was doing his thing, right? But the trippy red dude is a dude I don't like. Do you know that like Germans have a word in their what? Are you playing something? At... I'm not trying. Yeah, that's to. it. Go ahead. I'll let you play something. I'm not playing shit, motherfucker. Is that me? Yeah. Thank you. The, the president's other you know, former attorney, Michael Cohen, was on CNN today saying he told. I'm not playing anything now. I'm not. But go ahead. Yeah. Do your thing. Do your thing, big man. That's simply right. That's simply right. What's wrong with that? No, Not hey, that was good. But me. I'm just saying, like, I'm ready for some new shit. I'm ready for, Imagine when synthesizers started, bro. Like that was some new shit. Yeah, they talk about it. if you watch the Rush documentary, they do a great. If you watch the Rush documentary, they do a great piece about how rock and roll started entering this whole synthesizer electro sound, and like some people rolled with that, mm-hmm. like. Part of like Fleetwood Mac, Stevie Nicks, right. Rush, like these rock bands kind of started going away. But when they were first doing it, I think it sounded dope. Like when you hear fucking Stevie Nicks sing Stand Back, that's all synthesizer, bro. Right, but think about but how it new. sounds great. But think about how new that was at the time. At the time, sure. There were people that were really scared of it. They were like, what happened? Right. 
Think about when rock and roll first started out. Well, for... they were frightened of it. They banned it, remember? Think they about that. Let, they wouldn't even let fucking Elvis Presley on TV. Are you kidding me? They thought that he was going the to destroy devil. America. Think about that. Think about But that was all new. Oh, yeah. Listen, listen, listen. All right. Let's go. Everyone, here we go. Listen, that's all Simpsons. That's all. It is. This is Stevie Nick. I read her biography, her autobiography. Amazing. She was like this. And how about her voice? Ain't nobody's voice like her. We're talking about that. Yeah. Strange. Witchy. Like witchy. Yeah. Like, dude. And she came about in a time when there wasn't a lot of rocker artists for women like that. And she really pushed like that sort of goth, like sort of witch, like I don't need, like I'm in control of the shit. Right? Belladonna. Yeah, that's right, man. Whole Belladonna, leather and lace, whole thing. She had the hat, she had shawls and shit. Like, there's a lot of badly dressed women now that owe all of their, you know, heritage to Stevie Nicks. But you gotta remember, when that came out, like, we're listening to it now, we understand it. When it came out, that was crazy. Right. Oh, I loved it when it came out. No, I understand that, but most people were like, wow, what the fuck is that? Or maybe the older people were. That's what I'm saying. So I'm just saying, like, we're at a point now where there's been so much looking back. She's hot. There was so much looking back that we need something looking forward now. Did I tell you you guys my Stevie Nicks story? No. I've never shared that with you? No. No, come on, man. Me and Julie are together, and we go, and Julie gets me for my birthday uh, tickets to go see Stevie Nicks. Okay. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. And uh and I love and she knows I'm a fucking we're both rolling I mean uh, we're both Fleetwood Mac fans. Sure. Sure. So we're going to Vegas and she hooks it up and Stevie Nicks is playing. I'm like, great. I forget where she played, but it's all festival seating. So you get as close as you can get to the stage is as close as you're gonna watch the show, right? Right. So she comes out, man. Right away, dude. I'm like, oh shit. I'm already moving up front. I'm holding Julie's hand, but Julie ain't moving fast enough. I'm letting go of Julie's hand. Sometimes you gotta let him go. Like that. And Julie, like, one thing I'll give for Julie, like, that was the one time in my whole life that she wasn't tripping on me with another woman. Right. All right. So she starts singing, and we're like in the crowd, and we're like, Two or three people away from her. Okay. Right? Yeah. And she's singing. Fucking, fucking Julie's almost crying. We're that close to her, right? Yeah. And brother, before I make this statement, I put this on my grandson and my daughter and my son's head, what I'm about to tell you, on their lives. Go ahead. Me and her lock eye. And she starts singing right to me. Look, looking me in the eyes. What song? I don't even know. I don't even remember what song. What happened to you? She's looking right at me. What happened to you? Singing. What did it feel like? And I'm like, and I'm looking, and I quickly glance over to Julie, and Julie looks at her and looks at me, and it's like, and I'm like looking at her, and her hand comes out, my hand goes, and she grabs my hand. Oh. And fucking like gave me this look. And, like, I let go. and Julie's like, 
oh my, and everybody around me like, who the fuck are you? And I was like, hey, dog, because I was looking at her like, I must have had this look in my eye, bro. Of total adoration. Like, the world stopped when she came out, bro, and she like made like a beeline to the stage. Started looking at me and is singing, and I'm like, "There's no way Stevie Nicks is singing at me right now." Right. And she's looking at me, and then that's when she killed her when she put her hand out to me. Nobody else even tried to raise her hand. I did. She grabbed my hand, <laughs> singing to me while she's holding my hand, bro. Nice man. And Julie told Julie would tell everybody about that story. She's like, "You don't even fucking believe this fucking guy." We go to a Stevie Nicks concert. She grabs Lucky's hand and is singing to him out of everybody in the crowd. It was great, man. Hey, bro, what does it feel like to have like a major rock star lady like that touch you and sing to you right there? Well, first off, I got a long, long, long crush on Stevie Nicks. Right, like I, I love that woman. Right, I really am in love with all every aspect of Stevie what, what, Nicks. Yeah, so what, having her grab my hand, and she's yeah. already older by this point in time. Sure, you know, so I, but still, it was just like she's I've still seen hot, worse bro. older looking oh, women no. for sure. No, she's right? still hot, right? And Liz Taylor hit a fucking wall. Stevie Nicks is still looking good for her age. God what damn, did it, dude, her voice, bro. What did it feel like for you, man? Like, did you? Oh, it felt like a fucking huge direction. No, come on. Go. Don't make it. No, it was, uh, it was very joke. satisfying, man. The, the, I'll tell you what it felt like. Yeah. I felt like there was a connection. I've always felt like there was a connection. And I felt like I was maybe born in the wrong time zone because if I would have been the same age as her anywhere, yeah. I always felt like me and her would have been attracted to each other. We probably would have dated. Man, if I could come across, and sure enough, when I saw her at that thing, man, twin it flames. was like I almost spoke it into fucking existence. Existence, dude. I went up there. It's like twin flames, bro. You, you know, know what's what? Weird? You want to know it's weird? Go ahead. Okay, the, okay. There's been a number of things in life that I thought and spoke into existence. I believe that. For real. I believe that. You think I don't believe that? I believe that. Dude, do you think that it's... How crazy is the story that I told you about how I had Julie K. Smith's centerfold on my wall in prison? Yeah. I didn't have a bunch of centerfolds. I had two. Her and this other up. And this was fucking 10 years before I ever met her. Right. Like in her... When she was the penthouse pet of the year. Yeah. That's when I had her shit up. I yeah. knew where all her movies are. Yeah. And then happened. Just different weird things, bro. I admired the hundreds and wanted to work for them for so long. Yeah. Just weird things that I just thought, you know? And Stevie Nicks is one of those, man. Like, I just, man, that was a great experience. That was a great I mean, experience. I love Stevie Nicks. I'm a firm believer that if you put enough mental energy on something, it does manifest. We're weird. But. I and really you? do because I got a million. I got a million of those too. I got a million where it's like, I I might not, I might not even have said it that hard. I might have just thought it, right? But it came to pass, right? For sure, for fucking sure. I believe that, and I think that a lot of people uh, are living a lame life right now because they're thinking that's what's going to come to pass for them. That they 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 are lame and that it's I don't think they're really lame I think that they are thinking lame thoughts and they think they only deserve a lame life. 
You're the kind of person that might be like, you know what? I should fucking, if I ever get a chance to meet that, I'm going to, uh, uh, you know, the whole thing. You're the only guy that would reach his hand out. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it takes a certain amount of belief. I'm, belief and, I'm also going to say risk taking mm-hmm. to a certain extent. Like, it takes a certain amount of, of like, going for the gusto. But don't you see that? The bel- if it's a belief, it's not a risk. Mm-hmm. The risk comes into place to me, for me. I never thought it was risky going into apparel. I never thought it was risky going into anything I did. No, but you not know what? Risky, not risky in that sense. You get what I'm saying? Like, No, I, I agree with you. But no, I agree with you. I found it risky going into some shit that I felt I was over my head and I had no business doing. That's what I mean. And it, and it ended up like that. No, no, no. I'm saying this. Mm. Belief. And risk to me are two separate things. Like okay. if you, if you, I'm not thinking about what you think a risk is. I'm not saying like from your perspective, it's necessarily a risk, but you, but at every step of the way, you know, certain things might not happen the way you thought they would. They may still happen. They may not, but there might be a, ch- there's always a chance that it's a risk, but that doesn't to me mean the same thing as belief. Belief means to me, maybe this is, maybe we're different in this regard, but Belief means to me that I deserve it. Like, like I'm not, in the same way that like existence itself is a risk, right? It's a chance. No, belief is believing you deserve it, yes. But belief is that if anyone is going to make it to that spot, it'll be me. Uh, dude, somewhere in somebody's head, like, I don't know who we'll use. Right. Bruno Mars believed one hundred percent. Okay, he believed that, right? And just went, followed the path he believed, right? But every step of the way, if you talk to Bruno Mars and be like, "Yeah, but oh, I mean, right. did you have any guarantees?" He will say, "No, I didn't." There were some things that, like, yeah, I believed, but at the same time, uh, I wasn't guaranteed. It, it was a risk because there's no guarantee. I don't know. I had to take a chance. Right. Oh, you'll hear people say there was nothing else I could do. I had to do it. Right. Like sometimes when I talk to Darren, right, the director, I'm like, hey, bro, you know, how many times did you get to a place where you were going to do it? You wanted to do it, but there was like no instructions or guarantee. Like you legitimately don't know how it's going to pan out necessarily. Mm -hmm. After the fact, when it hits the big things, everyone wants to congratulate you and they feel like you always knew it. And you believed you deserve it, and you believe you could do it. Otherwise, you wouldn't have done it. But there was no guarantee. Right. I understand what you're saying, and I agree with you 100%. Right. But You you have to believe deserve it to believe it. And so what I'm saying is I think a lot of people are living a lame life because somewhere in their mind, they don't believe they deserve it. (laughs) Well, then where do you tie in? Go ahead. Because another thing that I believe in is I believe for me, not for other people. Go ahead. I have to see it. I have to believe it or see it to believe it. What do you mean by that? I have to believe it to see it. But what do you mean by that? Like I already have to. (sighs) Like the things that I'm on, I already see it happening. In your mind, you got to see it. Right. If I can't see it, or maybe I don't believe in it, or I don't, whatever it is, then that gets moved to the side. 
I jump aboard the things that I actually see happening. Sean, what's going on with you, bro? I just had an idea. What? <laughs> we should have Lucky doing uh, ASMR with the two mics. Oh, like to raise the hair in the back of the thing? Yeah, But yeah. like with the eating and stuff? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Look at Steve's like, you know what, bro? I I, I don't know how I'm, if I'm if I'm verbalizing it. Correctly. No, no, no. You are. You're saying you got visualizers. Yes. Like the, the I don't just come up with it. Like even if somebody brings me something, if if you bring it to me and explain it, yeah. Either I see the vision of it actually happening, yeah, or I don't. Right. And when I don't, I'm just gonna tell the person. I'm not, I maybe you need to get somebody else because I don't see that. That's right. But then something's going to cross, and I'm like, I jump on them because I see them happening. You know what? what My experience is partially. (sighs) You know what? I don't. I don't know. I. You know what? I mean, I don't know. I talk a lot about envisioning, Mm -hmm. and I try to, but I have a hard time visualizing shit in my mind. To be honest, like I get it. Like I go, okay. Like, you know, I've been through a million fucking leadership things where like, visualize the house that you want. Blah, 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 right. right. But when I do visualize it, it's a real strain for me to actually really visualize it. Like, I don't necessarily see. But you know what does happen to me? Hmm. For sure, I have a random thought like five years before where I'll be like, you know what I really want? I really want my own studio. Right? I want to be in charge of a lot of shit. I don't visualize all the steps. In fact, I don't even know how they're all going to, how it would come together. But then, like, three years goes by, and the next thing you know, me, you, Sean, Manny, and all of a sudden we're making all these contacts. And it's only upon reflection when I look back, I go, you know what? I did think about that. I forgot about it, or I didn't, you know, I didn't, but I did think about that. Or, or, you know, um, another one is uh, it's a million of them, Steve. Yeah. It's a million things that I've thought where I don't even I I don't even know if I can visualize it exactly. But then I get to a place in my life and I look back and go, you know what? I have I did think about that. I did anticipate this. Right. It's kind of like when I tell you that I've never sold anybody anything. Right. I either got shown something that I believed in that I really, really liked. Yeah. And then I'd share it with people and they liked it too. Right. And if you show me something and I don't like it, man, I don't care for it. It doesn't get me excited. Yeah. I can't sell it. Right. Because I was never selling in the first place. I was just sharing something cool. Right. And people want to be a part. But you said something interesting. And I just finally discovered this only in the last year. Yeah. And that was. As I, if I say I want to get to, from A to B, Mm -hmm. and in my head, I think it's going to be this straight line. Right. And I'm married to the idea that it's going to be on this straight line. Right. As soon as life kicks in and it starts to do what it does, if it veers off of my straight line path. Yeah. I used to all of a sudden say, it's not going to happen. Right. Because I'm married to the route that it's going to take. Right. When I learn to let go. Right. And as long as I stay on my path, we're going to get there. 
But I already know 99.9% of the experiences I had, I didn't get there by the path that I thought was. I got there by some scribbly path, but I got there. Right. If I can remember when the steering wheel, just to let go of it and it'll steer itself. Right. That I'm on my way and trust that I'm on my way. I just might not get there the route that I thought. Right. I would jump off the ship as soon as it started going left. Right, because it looked like disaster. It looked like disaster. Right. And then when I'd be off way over here, all fucked off and relapsed and throwing my shit away, I'd see how the thing was. Yeah. All it was doing was going like this. Right. I could have stayed on. And, you know what I'm saying? And, and that's been, that's been like a... That's been a lesson for my life, bro. Yeah. It's because it's, I'm so married to how I think it's going to go. When it starts to move, I don't allow life to come in. Right. I think I'm God. Right. You know? And that's caused me a lot of trouble. But I'm starting to see in business different ways. Like, there's, I think also the other thing is uh, I used to be in a big, big hurry. Right. For shit. Right. And I think I've learned some amount of patience and understanding that. You just stay on point, bro. That that's, you can't rush certain things. That's the hardest lesson on, and for me in life, I mean, is patience. Hard, bro. Hard. That ain't easy. You know, Sean, you were about to say something when Steve was talking about the straight path and the whatever. Yeah. What were you going to say? I feel like sometimes things have happened to me where I have I've conjured an idea of like, where I want to be in like two years, three years, five years or whatever. And I start taking steps to get there and putting in the effort, especially with career wise. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, two years into it, I change and like, it's not as important to me, but the, but the, the place I'm at is fine. And I end up going in a different direction. I end up liking it. I don't know that I would like it more than I would have liked the other thing, but because of where I'm at, at and how I've changed, I I'm agreeing with the path that I'm on. You know I, what I mean? I, I, no, I get what you're saying. Right. It, it's kind of that's kind of like the guy who's really says he's an actor, and all he's doing is studying and acting, and he's not making a lot of money, but he's doing a little off Broadway show, and then he never makes it as an actor. Right. Or right. He, and then he becomes a writer because he realizes he enjoys writing. More. Or, or, or he realizes at the end when he's sick and dying, he's like, I got to do what <laughs> I love to do my whole life. That's true. Right. Like, yeah. there's, I think you mature and things like that too. Look at, like, from what you said, Juman, I don't, I don't exactly, I, I knew F, the famous logo, and F, I knew that you could put that thing when I saw it. I go, we can put, Eventually, we'll be put able to put down on anything. Right. Every kid's going to... I felt that way the hundreds. I feel that way about fucking cookies. I feel like there's certain things. What I'm going to say is I don't know how I'm going to get to that place. I don't know how it's going to get us, how we're going to get there. But I know at some point in time, I'll be developing TV shows and film content and whatever I want to drop on those platforms but I am going to be developing media at a big level for people man I know that I'm going to be doing that and and how we get there is just it's all coming together right now right I mean I want to share our stories with the world and I believe that that's going to happen you know man it's been a long it's been a long haul for me to finally come to grips with 
this is going to sound crazy, but because I come off as a know-it-all kind of guy a lot, right? Mm -hmm. So it sounds crazy when I say that it's taken a long time for me to fully accept and come to grips with that, like, no, I am not only an intellectual, Mm -hmm. but that I'm genuinely beyond a lot of people. Genuinely. And it's been in the last six to months to one year that I realized I have to stop placating idiots. I have to. I've been trying to somewhat like act like, you know, I don't, I've been, and this goes even to my family, right? Like I've been trying to meet my family at their level, Mm. right? And I've shut down a lot of pieces of myself in order to fit in with people that supposedly love me mm-hmm. or that I supposedly love. And I do love them. But in the last year, I've really come to understand that you don't read the things that I read. You don't do the things that I do unless you really are genuinely like in, into those things. And as a result, I realized, you know what? Why am I, why am I, why am I pretending that I'm okay with this? Why am I pretending that like I believe that? Just because I don't want to hurt someone's feelings or mm-hmm. I don't want to do this. I need to stop doing that. Mm-hmm. I need to start being what I really am. I'm really thinking what I'm really thinking in lead in the way that I really think it needs to be led. It, it, it's emanated out of and it's partially informed by the thing that we talk about, which is like, I'm tired of chasing people, networks, to try to understand what we're about. Like, I'm done with that. If they don't get it, it's because they're fucked up. Not me. Not you. They don't get it. They're going to get it in 10 years. But I'm never going to be given a seat at... (laughs) I'm never going to be given a seat at the table... By those people. They're never going to be like, oh, we understand what you're about. Come and sit down and join us. Right? We're going to share the gifts of plenty with you. Our horn of plenty. Never going to happen. Never going to happen for whatever reason. I don't know why it is. So I'm realizing, like, I need to stop placating those idiots. I need to stop trying to fit into their paradigm. I'm from a different thing. Right. I'm never going to fit. They don't get it. They will get it, but they don't get it. And I, you, Sean, we got to carve our own space. If people would have really wanted to tell our stories or they really want, if if the people that have that money, they would have done it by now. Right. Right. And the only way I'm going to get a chair in Mount Olympus is if I say I deserve the chair, motherfucker. That's the only way. There's not going to be any humble, polite way for me to walk right. up the mountain and get my chair. It's never going to happen that way. I have to go and build it, carve it out, set it up there, and say, this is the best spot on the mountain. And that's the only way. I agree. That's the only way. So I think that's the, big, the only way for life. Right. But we've been fed a dogma and a doctrine, right? A belief system of like, you got to play by a game. You got to play by a rules a little bit. You got to go in order. Yeah, you got to go in order. Your turn will come. Yeah. 
Your turn will come. Now who's the motherfucker making that decision? The people that that's already won some stuff. They they create that that stuff in order to prolong their time on top of the mountain. And a lot of well-intentioned, nice people are waiting for their turn. And they're going to go on waiting until they get turned out. And that's what's going on. We have a whole... That's what anxiety, part of anxiety flows from that. Part of anxiety flows from the concept that these people all think they're due a turn and it's not coming up. But they don't know what to do about it. They do not know what to fucking do about it. Like, they're not sure what they're supposed to do. They keep thinking, if I take another class, if I take another class, if I take another class, if I make another friend, if I wait another year, if I just do what they told me to do, just maybe my turn will come up and it never fucking comes. And that creates an anxiety. Like, what the fuck? But they don't know how to fight. They don't know where they're going to go with it. And they certainly don't have the guts to say, I fucking deserve it. Mm. Like it feels wrong for a lot of people to be like, you know what? I am smarter than you and I deserve this. So what's the training program for someone who has to break or feels the need to break out of that cycle of thinking? (sighs) Okay, that's a great question. How does someone break out of that cycle of thinking? The first thing is that you have to accept it's not going to feel comfortable. That's number one. And when I say that, I don't necessarily mean you're going to go through a bunch of pain and all. That's not what I'm talking about from, from a comfort standpoint. I'm just saying, if you're the kind of person that's waiting for their turn and you've been doing loyal things and being the right thing and your turn doesn't come up, it's never going to feel appropriate or comfortable for you to finally say, I'm next. Mm. I'm fucking next. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's your grandma. I don't care if it's a deserving whatever. I don't care. I'm next. It's going to be real hard. You have to first face the concept that you're going to have to, and no one's going to tell you. And it's not going to feel comfortable at all. Okay, go ahead. I was just thinking in times in life where, you know, there's a, just hanging out, waiting for something to happen. and Oh, go ahead, go ahead. And letting people go ahead of you. And even though it's like important to you. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's important to you to get something. I mean, you're like, ah, no, no, you go first. Or whatever it is. So, um, so it'll never feel comfortable for you to finally just close the door on the next person and be like, well, I held the door open. I'm next, motherfucker. Sorry. That's hard to do. Right? Right. The second piece of it is you have to become responsible for yourself. When you're holding the door open or you're doing that thing like you go, you go, you go, you're actually not taking responsibility for it. It feels like you are because you feel like I'm doing the right thing. It has a certain kind of gentlemanly quality, polite gentlemanly quality to it. But the truth of the matter is you're handing your future over to a system. And asking the system to recognize your sacrifice and good deeds. And in so doing, you are giving up your responsibility. You are 100% giving up your responsibility to the system. Hmm. And as a result, so that's the next piece. Number one, it's not going to feel comfortable. 
Number two, you have to take ownership of your circumstance. And when I say that, I don't mean it in the same sense that we always know it, which is like, you know, tell yourself a bunch of mean shit and get tough. No, I mean, stop performing for what you think is the common system that's out there. Now, some people, it's actual work, like your job. A million people have been in a job where they've worked their ass off and they didn't get the promotion. Oh, yeah. Right? Or, yeah, or they are loyal for eight years or whatever and then they get laid off. Right. And... Or loyal for 20 and get laid off. Right. Right. And there's some people that ascribe to like a kind of metaphysical system where you you ask them you, you'd be like hey do you believe in god and they might be like not really no but if you look at their actions you can kind of see that they're performing for something that they hope the karma bank right fate you're talking about me i mean i might be yeah okay oh the karma ducats he put enough in it's time for his turn or a sense of justice that really isn't represent it's not real it's not. It's not. The system of justice exists in everyone's head. Right. And that's the only place it exists. And there is no justice in nature. Absolutely not. And I, don't, and I, think, uh, I think another uh, cold motherfucking reality that I come to reality to, to realize, and I think other people don't, and that is that, like, like, I don't care how much your son or your wife or your mom or loves you. to death. They can love you all up and down. They can't save you from this fucking place, bro. No. They can't save you from dying. They can't save you from nope. getting up. They can't save you from yourself. They can't. Like, you, you're going to sit there and you're going to wither to nothing if you're waiting for somebody to carry you through this life. You came your ass here alone and you are going to die alone. Whether somebody's holding your hand or not, you got to go. You got to meet God on your own or wherever you're going to meet. Or wherever well, you're gonna go. Check this no out. No one's going to save you. you. No one's going to save you, man. This shit is a solo operation. These little things that we come into contact with people are temporary, man. I came into this motherfucker with nobody. I'm going out by myself. And listen, think about what you just said. Like, it's a cold fact, right? But, like, there's bazillion... There's a bazillion living things in the world. <laughs> There's a bazillion living things that don't even trip on that cold fact. They just go about their business. Dog ain't worried about what day he's going to die. Neither is a roach. What he's going to leave behind for his kids or not. Neither is a roach. Right? The entirety of our existence is predicated on the successful procreation of a lot of animals and insects and eventually just like single-celled organisms mm -hmm. who don't even fucking think about the future. Right. They're just a chain and a link. They're a link in a chain. They're just doing their thing, whatever that is. Yeah. yeah. Right? So by the time you can get to us, and there's some people that think that human consciousness is really just a byproduct. It's not even the, the focus of us. Like... Like, if you stood far back enough away from human beings and you could look at them as ants, you would just see a bunch of shit working together and fucking each other and making more eggs and kids and all this other shit. It wouldn't mean anything to you. But to us, we're trying to have a career and we're trying to fucking <clears throat> do all this shit. Those are all, like, sort of, like, random distractions or con uh, whatever to fill the gap. That drives everything else. That's if you actually did happening. a magnifying glass in reverse, and I magnified your cells, 
Go ahead. That your body, with the exception of your consciousness and your mind, your whole body right now is running on its own. It's doing what it does. Right. These cells in my aren't, aren't thinking about what my head's thinking about. Not at all. None of it. My toenails are growing on their own. Not at all. Do, yep. Everything's doing what yep. it's supposed to be doing. Right. And I, that's why I think that when you magnify in or you magnify out, it's all the same shit. It is. But this is what well, this is what I'm saying. It is. But this is what I'm saying. So the human consciousness aspect of things, right? At Gangster, gangster. Mailman. What's up? Del High in the his a. What's up? <laughs> All right. All right. But what I'm saying is is like is like the the So at the human level um the cells and the whatever else we they don't know what each other's doing. But what that really means is that we don't we've been living man, we've been living in a rationalist's paradigm for a while. Since like the seventeen hundreds. And the rationalist paradigm is sort of like there's an objective reality outside of us that truly exists. And then we are just kind of like subjectively experiencing it. And in order to fully understand true reality, you have to, you have to transcend your particular way of thinking to understand this, this real object that's out right, there. Right, okay? right, right, right. And you see that a lot by the, the sort of breaking down of human consciousness and in life into machine things. Like... You, whenever you talk to people about like emotions and psychology and motivation, it, everyone right now thinks it's real heavy and like real serious to break it down into chemistry and to talk about cause and effect. And I'm not necessarily saying those things don't exist, but the truth of the matter is, is that the the human reality also includes these perspectives. It does include the personality. It does include your subjectivity you can't access the object on its own ever and how you think about that object actually transforms the way it looks to you and what we like to do is point to right crazy people and say like well look their illusions don't line up with reality but they could be the ones that are fucking right and we're completely fucking lost. Well, yes. And it's stupid. It's funny for me to say it because I'm always arguing and trying to be right. But at, at this level, it's, it's not even about right or wrong. It's what does it tell us about what our lives are made of and how we view it? And this is going back to your discussion about I, I, a lot of things that, I've, that have happened. They, it seems like I thought of them before they happened, mm-hmm. Right. And so what I'm saying is, is that human reality is more like that than anyone ever realizes. Human experience is more like that than anyone ever realizes. And as a result, your life really is shaped by your perspective. And your thoughts and yes. 100%. More than like a lot of people. The physical. The physical exists through the thoughts. Yeah. It can exist not through the thoughts. Right. And as a result. I was telling Sean about this. It's taken me 10 years of studying to understand 
what Jacques Lacan was trying to explain about language, quote unquote, the real, which is supposedly like what's out there to an extent, and then also how you imagine them in your mind. And it's taken a long time, but basically there's his theory of human experience. So meaning if you could get inside Steve and operate the controls inside the vehicle Steve, right? What would it feel like? What does that feel like? And what Lacan would say is like it's composed of three elements, all human. And it would be the same as saying three dimensions, right? You have depth, height, and width. That gives a certain reality to things. So Lacan is saying the same is true about your sense of who you are and reality. It's composed of three elements. What are those three elements? He says one of it is how your mind actually imagines the space, which is more like the mental mirror of what's out there. So like, and also what you imagine about the future, the past, memories. These are all images in the mind. You don't need necessarily language in order to see a black shape in the space, right? And that's why children, you know, between like zero and like three or whatever it is, before they have language, they're still able to kind of interact with the world. But it's not in the same kind of focus that you have later in life. But So you have the imagining. That's controlling some aspect of your reality. The next is language. And what, what, what psychoanalysts are really saying is that that's the dominant one, by the way. These symbols, the language. What does that mean? It means the words. It means how the words relate to each other. It means the definitions. It means the syntax. It means even what is said and not said in certain situations. Like, it was interesting, but Manny, when he was here, gave us a whole rundown. When you're in the street, what you can say and can't say. When you're on the set, what you can say and can't say. And now we're on the podcast, what I can say. You notice... How many times when Manny, the writer, was talking, he was talking about what you can and can't say and the contexts in which you could say certain things and you can't say anything. Certain things on the set you can't go too far into, otherwise you're going to have a fight, right? He was saying that. It's interesting. So what the psychoanalysts are saying is, is what Manny laid out, that's governing our reality more than we understand it, and including denial, including illusions, including jealousy. These are all governed by the rules of language. That's why they show up like that. And so then you have also the real. And what's the real? The real are the things that come in and disrupt the normal functioning of life. If you sat in anticipation of the chaotic traumas that happen in life, if you sat and thought about them too much, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be stable enough to get anything done. You couldn't have a family, you couldn't eat, you couldn't shit, all that shit. You'd be too freaked out all the time. But so you're set to run without worrying about that too much. But every so often, something from the outside comes in real hard and fucks everything up. All of the illusions and all this other shit that you have going on gets kind of dented by, oh shit, there's death. And what do we do with it, right? 
So the point of all that is to say that that is why how a human thinks about an object is probably more important than whether or not the human is ever going to actually get to the quote-unquote real object in it of itself, which is why your success 100% depends on how you think. And how if you are focusing on Stevie Nicks in your youth, the one day a hustler penthouse pinup gal will take you by the hand on your birthday and take you to a concert in Las Vegas. And this hot, naked, probably big titty chick won't trip on you the one time so that you can reach your hand up in the air and touch. <laughs> Gold dust woman Gold in dust. the flesh. That's beautiful. I like the way you wrap that up. Thank you, man. <laughs> John, what you got to plug, partner? <laughs> <laughs> Disinfectpodcast.com. Check out the latest episode of Disinfect. Uh, I got another one, another episode coming up shortly. I'm not sure what that one's on yet, but we'll figure it out. Hey, dude, how far have we come when Sean has to like plug another podcast on our podcast? A workhorse. This 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 podcast come a long way, bro. Don't be trying to leave our podcast, boy. Bro, come Gotta on. Get you fucked up. Come on. Yeah, we don't okay. want to have to send Big Lep to your house. Yeah. <laughs> what you got, Chumahan? Uh, Ovando Bowen LLP. You know what? Uh, we wear braids to court. Tomahawks fly. Fucking, we'll hang your opponent upside down and cook their brain slowly on a small fire. Uh, yeah. And, what you uh, got? What you got? www.supermaxhardware.com. Summer's getting ready to drop. Get some gear. And a shout out to the Soul Assassins, Stefan Oreo and Lepke, the crew. And uh, the Vibes family, the Cookies family, Burner and the crew, and my kids in the city of Santa Monica. Have a wonderful afternoon. Adios, amigos, from The Hard Luck Show. 